This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. series on faith. Last week we introduced the subject of faith and we're going to be studying it all the way through the month of November. And I hope that uh, you're here in every service, that you're uh, taking notes, that you're listening and hearing uh, what the Lord would say to us regarding this most important subject of faith. Remember last week, we said that without faith, we cannot please God. And that faith is what pleases God. When the disciples asked Jesus, what must we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus said, this is the work of God that you believe. So faith is the work that God wants us to do. And there are other works that we do, plenty of works in our life not just uh, works in a church or works in ministry, but in our life, work, uh, our uh, being a, a, a husband, a wife, a father, a mother, uh, a friend, an employee, an employer, uh, and just going through life. Uh, all of it is a work or should be flowing out from our faith in God, that in all we do, we are trusting God. Now, don't complicate that. I'm not saying you've got to get down and pray for a long time before you go do anything to make sure you're functioning in faith. No, that we are resting in a place of complete trust in God and that everything in our life comes out of that trust, that life, that heart, that peace, that rest, of trusting God. Okay, I want to give you three takeaways for the service today. Faith is your confidence. Faith is your assurance. And faith is your resting place. I'll say that again. Here are your three takeaways today. Faith is your confidence. Faith is your assurance, and faith is your resting place. Let's look at this. In Hebrews chapter 11, and verse 1, scripture that we always think about with faith, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. There it is. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. Uh, faith is our confidence. It's your confidence, all right? That uh, bedrock, that knowing, that uh, place of uh, trust. Faith is our confidence. Now, confidence means being certain, uh, a knowing deep within us. Uh, we've all had that. You know what I mean when I say, you know what I mean. You know what I mean when I say unknowing. Uh, there's been things in your life that uh, you didn't have all the 
wisdom and understanding or knowledge. You didn't know exactly how to deal with it or how to handle it. But uh, as you looked at what to do and you made a decision, there was just a like a knowing deep within something. You, and someone may say, well, uh, are you? how do you know about that? I don't know. I just know it. Uh, I just have a knowing deep within me. Uh, in looking for an outcome of a certain situation, uh, when it looks like it could be bad or not really turn out good, but you have a knowing deep within. That is that confidence. That is faith. That's that confidence. When the Bible says faith is confidence, it is our confidence. It's your confidence. It's your knowing. And it comes from, the word confidence comes from two Greek words meaning together with and faith. Interesting. Together with and faith. So what the word confidence really means, it means together with faith. So that everything we do, we do it together with faith. Do you see that? Uh, you and f your faith are partnered together in doing everything in life. As you make decisions, you do it together with your faith. When you're uh, having to go through something and you're needing God to answer, you're needing God to help, you're needing God to supply, uh, how do you face that? What do you do? You do it together with faith. You and your faith are partnered together, hooked together, joined together, inseparably as you go through life. And you know, last week we talked about the fact that the just live by their faith. That's how they live. We live by faith. Or we could say the just live together with faith. That's confidence, together with faith. Now I want to read it to you <clears throat> in the Amplified Version. That same verse, excuse me, I'm going to take a sip of water here. Help yourself if you need some. In the Amplified, it says this, Now faith is the assurance. Different word there. Uh, we read uh, in the other translation said, Faith is confidence. It is our confidence. It is confidence in what we hope for. The Amplified says now Faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation, I like that, of things hoped for. Now, uh, hold on right there. Uh, the, the, you know, uh, you remember in 1 Corinthians 13, the Bible says there are three things that remain, three things, uh, faith, hope, and love. It's interesting that hope is right in the middle of the two. Hope is joins faith and love, and those three together are really what the Christian life is all about. If you want to sum up the Christian life, uh, it is those three things, faith, hope, and love. Uh, that is what the Christian life is. It's not a bunch of do's and don'ts and and making sure we're crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's, that's, I mean, those, that will be done. That will be done if we 
live with faith, hope, and love. Uh, if we're trying to do it in ourselves, it's not going to work. Uh, you're going to struggle forever to, to just dot a few I's and cross a few T's. And as a matter of fact, what you'll be doing is crossing I's and dotting T's, uh, actually, after all said and done. Uh, <clears throat> so it says here, faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for. So we have to hope for things. What is hope? Hope is an expectation, it's a picture, it's a, uh, a desired future, it's a desired outcome. Uh, when we have hope, we see something better than where we are. Now, now, listen to this. In life, we are either hope-filled or hopeless. As we go through life and we face things, we are either hope-filled people or we are hopeless people. And you can tell the difference by what people say. Uh, listen to their conversation. Uh, when you talk to, whether it's Christians or, or unsaved, when you talk to people, and especially those that are dealing with something, you will, uh, a hopeless person is going to tell you what's wrong, <coughs> excuse me, what's wrong and why it won't work or what they're afraid of and all of those things, they'll talk the negative because they are hopeless. Uh, you can't have hope and be talking about what's wrong and what's going not going to work because that's not hope. Hope is you see better. You believe better. You know there's something better out there. And we must be hope-filled. Uh, it's... Uh, we probably need to do a series on hope and really unpack and unfold this powerful, very important principle of the Christian life, hope. So faith is the assurance of things we hope for, the evidence of things not seen. It's evidence, all right? What is faith? It's, it's an evidence, uh, you know, like in a court of law, uh, they, if they have evidence, then that means uh, that uh, something can be proven by evidence. Can't be hearsay, can't be an opinion. Uh, it's got to be evidence. But if there's evidence, if there is verifiable concrete evidence, then the court uh, will find rule in that manner and accordingly to the evidence. And faith is that evidence in your heart. It is an evidence. It is the evidence of what you're believing for that it is true. It's the evidence, the verifiable concrete evidence that what you're believing for, what God has said, what you're trusting God for, that it will be, that you will receive it, that it will happen, all right? Faith is that evidence. Now, and where is that evidence? It's not evidence once it happens. That's not, you know, that's a fact. But evidence is based on truth, the truth of God's word. And it's greater than the facts of what we see. 
The truth of God's word trumps the facts of our circumstances. And when we believe God, there we have within us, inside your spirit, there will be an evidence, an evidence, a verifiable, concrete evidence that God is, his word is true, that what he promised, he will do. It's not, it's not, oh, I hope he does or something. And we tend to put hope in that way. But hope is really a picture and Faith is the evidence that that picture is ours. It's true. So it is the evidence of things not seen. Things, when it's talking about seeing, it's talking about what we see in the natural. All right? It is the conviction. The conviction. You, faith is a conviction. I'm just, I'm convinced, I know this. I'm convicted that this is true. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, a conviction, it is the conviction of the reality of what we've hoped for. Faith comprehends, I like that, faith comprehends. You know, uh, your faith knows, can know things we don't know, you don't know. You understand what I mean? Your faith can understand things or comprehend things your head can't or your emotions can't. Uh, I've been there so many times and looked at circumstance and I couldn't comprehend how the outcome could be good. But faith in my heart was able to comprehend it and to understand it can though. And what gives it that ability is who God is. God, back to last week's session on faith is, a, it is believing that God is God. He is God. He is God Almighty. If he said it, it doesn't matter what else may be happening. If God said it, then we can know it. And faith comprehends that. See, as I speak to you, I sense, I mean, in my own heart, I, I can feel that there's a, comp, a comprehending deep in my heart that whatever God says, we can depend on, we can trust in, we can stake our life on. So faith is assurance. It's evidence. It is conviction. And faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by this physical senses. In other words, faith comprehends that there's a greater fact than the fact we see in the natural. Uh, where uh, Romans talks about it. Paul talks about it in Romans 4, speaking about Abraham when he was uh, too old and Sarah was too old for them to produce an offspring, yet Abraham, his faith in God comprehended that no matter what the natural said, that the fact is God is God and God had told him you will have a son. And so he comprehended, his faith comprehended that and understood it and said, okay. And the Bible says that he hoped against hope. In other words, he had a picture inside him that said, you're going to have a son, even though the picture in the natural said, you can't. All right. So faith is our confidence. 
Faith is our assurance. Now, the word assurance means to bind with a pledge. I like that. To bind with a pledge. All right. So our faith is a binding pledge, or it is binding with a pledge. Now, let's look at what that pledge is, because we tend to think it's us pledging to God. God, I'm going to do better. God, I'm going to read my Bible more. God, I'm going to be a better person. God, if you'll just help me out, I promise you, I'm going to make a change. God, I'm going to, I'm going to give more. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Well, listen, it's not our pledge. It's not your pledge that is going to make the difference because faith is not relying on, nor does it listen to your pledge because you and I are not God and we're not that trustworthy. We may mean well, but we're limited. We're frail. We're fallible. All right. But let's listen. Faith is your assurance. And the word assurance means to bind with a pledge. Your faith it, when you have faith, it binds you. You are you're bound. Your spirit is bound to a pledge. It's bound with a pledge. And let's look at that pledge. All right. Then we're talking about your faith. See, Jesus said, this is the work of God that you believe that you have faith. All right. Hebrews 6, 13 through 20. Listen to it. I'm, it's a few, few verses here, but I want you to listen to it. When God made his promise, when God made his promise, when God made his promise, listen, so many times we're trying to make promises to God. We feel like we've got to promise God things or vow things or make all these uh, promises to God of what we're going to do and that that's going to move God. No, God, it's, we've got it all backwards. God not looking for us to make a promise or a vow or a pledge. He has made the vow, the promise, the pledge, because God's not depending on us because he knows if he did, we would never make it. So he's depending on himself for us, for you and I. Listen to this. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater, there's no, okay, it goes back to last week. He that believes God, he that comes to God must believe that he is or that he is God. If he is God, there's no one greater. There's no one greater. He is God and there is no other. And I love the verse where it says in God, I'm paraphrasing, but God, God says, I looked everywhere, looked all around, and I could not find another God. And there is not another one. He is God. All right, it says, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by. Now, listen, God swore. We're not to swear by anything, but because God's already done it for us. That's why he doesn't want us swearing by things. I swear, I pro you know, by this, you know. Uh, I swear on, my, on, you know. God said, no, I'll do that. He swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, 
there's our part. So after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Okay, see, God made a pledge and he, listen, he made a pledge. He gave a promise. He gave his oath and then he swore by himself. He made a pledge, a promise and swore according to himself. I swear by myself. I swear by myself as God that if I am God and if I will not fail. And what God was actually saying, if I fail, then I will destroy myself. I will destroy my throne. I will cease to be God. My friend, that's not going to happen. That is just simply not going to happen. The devil would love it, and but it's not going to happen, you know. So God swore by himself, and Abraham waited patiently. And as he did, after he waited patiently, there is a part of patience is a part of receiving from God. We ask, we believe, and faith waits patiently. And then we receive what God had promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said, assurance. There's the assurance. The oath, the pledge, confirms what is said. Did you get that? says God made a promise and he swore by himself. He made an oath and the oath confirms what he said. That's the assurance and puts an end to all argument. See, once God says something, once he has sworn by himself, there's an end to all the argument because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear. <laughs> Hidden God something wanted to make the unchanging nature thank God. I mean, the God, promise of God is still the same and the nature of God is the same. He's not one way one day and another way the, the next day. The unchanging nature of his purpose, very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things and in which two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. What were the two unchangeable things? His promise and his oath. His, his oath was the assurance. His promise, his word, and then his oath, the assurance. By those two things, it is impossible for God to lie. Those two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, we, we who have fled to take hold of the hope, we take hold of the hope that God's promises give to us. We lay hold of the hope that is ours, that we have in all of the promises of God. Every promise of God is filled with the hope that God wants us to have. And by we lay hold of that hope. You got to lay hold of it. Take hold of that hope. Don't let go of hope. Hold on to hope. If you let go of hope, you have nothing to, to believe for. Take hold of the hope set before us 
that is set before us that we may be greatly encouraged. Take courage in that. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul so that our ship of our life is not blown every which direction and beat upon the rocks and destroyed by the waves. We have it and it is firm and secure. It enters into the inner sanctuary of my father. It enters into the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. What's behind the curtain? Glory to God, the presence of the living God, the, the very presence of God himself. The Ark of the Covenant is there. The mercy seat sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Our hope enters. We lay, our hope lays hold of two unchangeable things. The oath, I mean the, the promise of God and His oath. His, the assurance we have with His promise and His swearing by Himself, that assurance. Our hope lays hold of that and it goes right into, it takes us right into the very Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant is, where the uh, mercy seat sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and where the presence of Almighty God is. Oh, somebody ought to shout glory. It enters into the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. In other words, our hope in those two unchangeable things, the promise and the oath, the swearing, that assurance that our hope get, lays hold of that and it goes right into the, prayer, the inner sanctuary where Jesus is. Glory be to God. Now, so we said faith, oh boy, I love all this. Faith is our confidence. Faith is our assurance. And then here's our third point, our third takeaway. Faith is our rest. Faith rests in the great and wonderful promises of God. The scripture says that even when we are faithless Jesus remains faithful for he cannot deny himself now listen to this God is not faithful because or when we believe let me say that again God is not faithful because we believe God is not faithful when we believe God is always faithful the Bible says that even when we are unfaithful God remains faithful for he cannot deny himself in other words no matter what we do God remains faithful always and no matter what the circumstances look like God is still faithful all right so God is faithful and our faith rests in the faithfulness of God. Faith is a settled heart. When we believe God, it is settled in our heart what God has promised. Resting in complete confidence in God 
and his promises. Praise God. Faith rest in the promise of God. Faith rest in the faithfulness of God. If God is faithful, then we don't have to struggle. We don't have to try to try to believe or try to to hold on to our faith. We actually rest not in our not in our ability or what we can do or our faithfulness but in the faithfulness of God. Praise God. See, the great storehouse of God's treasures, everything God has promised, everything, it is ours through faith. Right now, you and I can believe because faith is now. Now faith is. Faith is our confidence. Faith is our assurance. And faith is our resting place. We rest in faith. You could actually say, when someone says, well, how are you doing? You could say, I'm resting in faith because all is well. That's what the little lady was doing when her son had died. And the prophet said, how was the boy? She said, all is well. How could she say that? Was she crazy? Had she lost lost it? She lost touch with reality? No. Her faith was resting. Resting in the faithfulness of her God. All is well. Father, thank you so much for our time together. And I thank you, Lord, for this wonderful reality, the wonderful thing you, this principle of life, your creation, faith, the way you designed our walk and our life to be with you, our relationship with you, it is by faith. Thank you, Father, that it's not by our works or by what we can do, but it is by faith. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. That was a good word. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.